Cerebral is an online mental health service that offers prescription medication, counseling, and therapy for anxiety, depression, ADHD, insomnia, and more. Cerebral is one of the few services that provides prescription medication online through a licensed provider and ships medication straight to your door. You can schedule sessions based on what's most convenient for you, and you don't have to wait weeks to be seen. And BuzzFeed Daily listeners can receive 65% off your first month of medication management and care counseling at Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed. Go to Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed for 65% off your first month. Join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible and affordable for all. What's up, guys? I'm Rashad Bilal. And I am Troy Millings, and we are the hosts of the Earn Your Leisure podcast, where we break down business models and examine the latest trends in finance. We hold court and have exclusive interviews with some of the biggest names in business, sport and entertainment, from DJ Khaled to Mark Cuban, Rick Ross, and Shaquille O'Neal. I mean, our alumni list is expansive. Listen in as our guests reveal their business models, hardships, and triumphs in their respective fields. The knowledge is in-depth, and the questions are always delivered from your standpoint. We want to know what you want to know. We talk to the legends of business, sports, and entertainment about how they got their start, and most importantly, how they make their money. Earn Your Leisure is a college business class mixed with pop culture. Want to learn about the real estate game? Unclear as how the stock market works? We got you. Interested in starting a trucking company or a vending machine business? Not really sure about how taxes or credit work? We got it all covered. The Earn Your Leisure podcast is available now. Listen to Earn Your Leisure on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This season, get football on your terms with NFL Game Pass. Let's go! See every snap from every game with full game replays. What a throw, what a catch! Listen to all the action as it happens with live game audio. Watch the dog, Jeep! Leaping grass of Ante Adams! Plus, watch your team on your time with condensed game replays. Wow. Get football on your terms with NFL Game Pass. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. Eight people died and dozens more were injured at Travis Scott's music festival, Astro World. Chris Pratt addressed the backlash to his recent Instagram post about Katherine Schwarzenegger. And we're talking with BuzzFeed's Ahi Sosifo about the MCU's latest movie, Eternals. It's October 8th, 2021. Hey friends, I'm Casey Rackham. And I'm Shyla Watson. Welcome to BuzzFeed Daily. So to start things off, our first story is about the tragedy at this weekend's Astroworld Festival. After the crowd rushed the stage Friday night during Travis Scott's performance, eight people died. Their names were Brianna Rodriguez, John Hilgert, Rudy Pena, Danish Beg, Axel Acosta, Franco Patino, Jake Jurinek, and Madison Dubisky. Dozens more were injured, and one person who attended the show said, quote, the crowd was moving so hard, people were falling over and then tripping over the people on the ground. I've been to so many festivals. I have never seen anything like this before. Travis released a statement saying he's, quote, absolutely devastated by what happened, but he's received a lot of backlash for not stopping the show earlier. At least one lawsuit has already been filed against him and others involved in putting on the festival. Yeah, I mean, we've been seeing more and more reports come out from people who were in attendance sharing their stories. And I mean, this is just such a tragedy. There's no way that this should have happened. And, you know, we're still waiting to get more information. Um, There's a lot that we don't know still. 
Yeah, I think that's what's so overwhelming right now is that there's so much confusion. I mean, eight people died Mm -hmm. and so many more were injured and everyone is there's so many videos online and no one really knows what happened. But what we do know right now is actually, according to Rolling Stone, Travis is going to pay for the funeral costs of the eight who died. And that's really what we have so far is that people dealing with the loss of these people. All right. So moving on, Chris Pratt opened up about the criticism he received after posting a photo of himself and his wife, Katherine Schwarzenegger. The photo and caption was part of a six week early birthday post for his wife. And in it, he said Catherine had given him a, quote, gorgeous, healthy daughter, which many took issue with because Jack, his first child with ex-wife Anna Ferris, was born premature and with severe brain bleeding. The following day, he posted an Instagram story saying he felt, quote, upset and depressed, but that exercising and listening to Christian music helped him feel better. In that Instagram story, he did not apologize for his wording in his previous post. I mean, a lot is happening here right now. One that was like a red flag. People were like, why Why did you put so much, em- so much emphasis on healthy when it's been so public and in Anna Ferris's memoir about their son? There, there's so much going on here. But I, I also saw like people are being too sensitive. He didn't mean anything by it, et cetera, et cetera. I think what's happening here is more and more people are jumping on this bandwagon of realizing that Chris Pratt might not be who they originally thought he was. And what I'm talking about, like if people haven't seen him on Instagram, he really has had an evolution of a certain sort since Parks and Recreation. And that evolution is going more towards being more outwardly Christian and pro-America. And what I mean by that is even in this story, he's wearing an American flag sweatshirt and he's listening to a Hillsong song, which is a church that has been called, quote, toxic Christianity. So I think what's happening here is like, it's not just that one statement he said, it's people are starting to be like, what's going on? Who is Chris Pratt? Yeah. And I mean, also, even if like the people who are saying, oh, well, you're reading too much into it, that wasn't his intention. But once he realized that that's what people thought, he didn't backtrack and he didn't apologize or clarify it all. He didn't make any statement about his ex-wife or his son. And he just let people keep on thinking, what he said, which to me makes it seem like he said exactly what he meant. I know. And and again, we're getting into this territory of like the same thing we had with John Mulaney of just like, how much should we be caring? How much are we allowed to care, et cetera, et cetera. But the point is people have feelings on it because it does feel like he's moving on with a new healthy family. And that is going to affect a lot of people emotionally who might have experience with that too. Yeah, it's just, it's a bad look. All right, so moving on, Marvel's Eternals came out this past weekend. It is a sprawling epic that spans thousands of years and features the most diverse cast in Marvel's film history to date. So far, the film has received some fair as well as some unfair criticism. Here today to break everything down for us is BuzzFeed's Ahi Sosifa. Hi, Ahis. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, y'all. Thanks for having me. Uh, Of course. So Marvel's Eternals is finally here. The 26th official film from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That number scares me. So let's dive in. How did you like the movie? Okay. I'm just going to say it. I personally loved the movie. Oh, thank God. It is... My, wow. it is my, I would say my, in my top three favorite Marvel movies. That makes me say, no, like, Shyla, oh you're going to have to, yes. we're sick. No, 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 Shyla, I, exactly. we're going to get there, Shyla. Yeah, Shyla, I have, we're, I a, we're interviewing A's today, not Shyla Watson. <laughs> <laughs> for, for, for listeners, Shyla does not like the movie, but we're talking to A's right now. Shyla, you can talk later. <laughs> okay. Yes. But that's so great. Top three. That's amazing. 
Yes, I had the privilege of attending the world premiere. So I got to like watch it like, you know, with everyone for like the first time, like in the Dolby Theater in Los Angeles here in Hollywood. And just like kind of like being in the crowd and like everyone watching this movie for the first time and experiencing it. And like I would say I'm like a a pretty in-depth like Marvel fan. Like I grew up reading the comics with my brother and, you know, I've seen all the movies, but I don't know much about the Eternals. So I was actually super excited because I was kind of going in and like, not only was this going to be like, I mean, obviously I knew it was going to be a great movie because like Chloe Zhao is an icon, but it was also like, Oh, like I'm actually not going to really know what's going to happen. Cause like in all the other Marvel movies, like I kind of knew what was going to happen. So I was just kind of watching it for the fun of it. But for this, I was like, okay, look, I'm going in. I have no expectations expectations like I don't know what's coming and I was really pleasantly you know surprised and I was I was riveted I was riveted so so far the critical response to Eternals has been mixed if anything the reviews have skewered somewhat negative I mean it currently has a 48 percent on Rotten Tomatoes some critics have pointed to the clunky dialogue or the lack of character development as the weak links in your opinion where do you think this criticism is coming from I mean let's be honest just gonna address the elephant in the room I think it comes from the fact that this is Marvel's most diverse film to come out. Like, yes, we have Black Panther, but that was, you know, all black cast and Shang-Chi, which is like mostly like Asian. But like this truly showed every walk of life. Like we have women of color, we have women people of color, different sexualities, different races, different languages. Like we had the first ever deaf character in a Marvel film and like seeing Lauren Ridloff's character, seeing Makari and like what that must have meant to the deaf community, like was chef's kiss. But again, the people like critiquing these films, like the fan base at large is, you know, a boys club made up of mostly white boys. And, you know, that's fine. That's totally understandable. I get it. Like comic books are and comics have been skewed to men and boys for as long as they've been coming out. But you know, that's why I take these reviews and these critics with a grain of salt because, you know, they're sitting here watching a two and a half hour movie about, you know, an Asian woman struggling between her love for a man versus her love of life and like, you know, her love for humanity or, you know, watching, you know, Kamel Ninjani kind of battle with like, oh, like I like this life, but I also, you know, am supposed to be the superhero or, you know, you have some Hayek as Ajak, this Hispanic woman who's kind of playing this God figure. And to me, I thought it was amazing. To me, I love seeing all the diversity, all the different representation. Not even to get into Fastos, our first black queer character, and like seeing his lovely family in the film, like, you know, his husband and his child. But like, this is why it doesn't surprise me that the, that the critics and the reviews are so low, heavy air quotes there, because it's not, you know, a movie following this white man around with a God complex. Okay, so the film was directed by Chloe Zhao, who is fresh off an Oscar win for last year's Nomadland. If you've seen Nomadland, which is shot in a very simple and naturalistic way, it might seem strange that she's directing a Marvel movie. What did you feel like Chloe brought to the movie that makes it uniquely hers? So I, I have seen Nomadland and I loved it. I loved, even though, again, I think I kind of came into Eternals knowing Chloe's work and like kind of knowing her style. So initially when I did hear that she was attached to direct this, I was like, okay, like that's interesting. Cause like, you know, normally with Marvel movies, it's so like, bam, in your face. Wow. Like 
But I think the thing that I actually really liked about Eternals was obviously there were like, you know, the CGI, like every, like, you know, the whole like last like 30 minutes, you know, I don't want to say too many spoilers, but like that was basically all CGI, but there was just something so natural about the fantasy of it that I really appreciated. Like my, I was actually talking to my roommate the other night and I was saying how like, I love stories like game of Thrones, but I'm not super into like star Wars. Like I love when there's the magic is embedded in realism because to me that feels a lot more true to like storytelling. Like, I don't know. It makes me believe in superheroes more than when I see like a story like Eternals versus like Guardians of the Galaxy. So I remember watching and being like, maybe there is like an Icarus out here, just like, you know, just around town, just doing the damn thing, minding his business, but also, you know, jumping in when he has to. But yeah, I remember just like watching it. And I was like, I see a lot of parallels to no bad land, like just the like sweeping wide shots and like the like landscapes and like focusing a lot on like, you know, the background and like the, you know, the setting of it all. Like it almost felt like it felt like every new setting or every new location felt like a different character in a way. And the way she was able to like evoke so many emotions throughout history and throughout different locations, like, I personally can't think of another director who could have who could have done it with as much grace and nuance as she did. Wow, that was very nice. Um, we'll be right back with more on Marvel's Eternals. At SheFit, we're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self-doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. Hey, Lethal listeners. Tig here. Last season on Lethal Lit, you might remember I came to Hollow Falls on a mission, clearing my Aunt Beth's name and making sure justice was finally served. But I hadn't counted on a rash of new murderers tearing apart the town. My mission put myself and my friends in danger. Though it wasn't all bad. I'm gonna be real with you, Tig. I like you. But now, all signs point to a new serial killer in Hollow Falls. If this game is just starting, you better believe I'm gonna win. I'm Tig Torres. And this is Lethal Lit. Catch up on season one of the hit murder mystery podcast, Lethal Lit, a Tig Torres mystery, out now. And then tune in for all new thrills in season two, dropping weekly starting February 9th. Subscribe now to never miss an episode. Listen to Lethal Lit on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Paris Hilton. Last year, I revealed the story of my abuse at Provo Canyon School. Since then... Thousands of survivors have come forward. Now I'm on a mission to expose the truth of the entire industry. In this weekly investigative podcast, me and my hosts, Rebecca Mellinger and Caroline Cole, will examine one infamous teen treatment facility each season. First up, 
Provo Canyon School. This one is personal. When you first get there, you have to experience girls screaming, locked up, peeing themselves, in the hallway sleeping. And you're like, where am I? Holy heck, this is not what I expected. Listen to Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. We're talking with BuzzFeed's Ahisa Sifo about Marvel's Eternals. Now, whenever Marvel releases a movie that doesn't star one of its main heroes, and especially when those heroes aren't just a bunch of white guys, like you mentioned, there always seems to be this conversation of, will this movie work? Will it make money? Will audience care if Captain America isn't there? I feel like this kind of binary take is very reductive, but I'm curious how you feel about it. I mean, again, like I think the whole the beauty of Marvel is that it is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, it's more than just you know, the five whites who are superheroes. Like, don't get me wrong, I love Mark Ruffalo as much as the next gal, but I don't need to see the Hulk in every movie. However, I mean, I think that Eternals fit into the Marvel Cinematic Universe in a way that was so different, and it was so, like, I was very curious how they were going to fit it into the universe, especially in like a post Thanos snap world and the way that they did it. I was like, yes, I appreciate this. This feels very realistic. This feels very true to the story, but it also feels very true to like real life. So yeah, I don't need, I don't need, you know, Thor or, you know, Bucky Barnes or, you know, I don't, I don't need them all in every Marvel movie because then it's not a cinematic universe. Then it's just us following these white boys around. Like a universe implies that there are other people who are in the same space as you and live at the same time as you do, but don't necessarily always interact with you. Like that's just the definition of the universe. So, you know, there's a real conversation to have about whether Marvel is running out of superheroes to make movies about. We're now firmly in phase four of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which so far has included Black Widow, Shang-Chi, Eternals, and we'll wrap up this year with Spider-Man No Way Home. How are you feeling so far about this new era of Marvel movies? Again, like I've been watching Marvel for as long as I can remember, even before there was the Marvel Cinematic Universe, like TBT's slash shout out to Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man Forever in My Heart. But I mean, I might get some heat for this, but so far phases three and four have been my favorite. Like it is, you know, a departure from the status quo. We're getting more than just, you know, the Thors and the Hulks and the Captain Americas and all that. Like, again, like they're great, but I think like... You can only do so much with characters like that that we've grown up with. Even if you're not a huge fan of Marvel, you know who Iron Man is. Like, that's kind of, it's very like, okay, like you can only do so much with this character. I want to learn more about Black Widow. I want to learn more about Shang-Chi. I want to learn more about, you know, Black Panther, rest in peace to our forever T'Challa, but like that whole story around, you know, Wakanda, I want to hear more about, you know, Eternals and like all the villains that, you know, Tom Holland is going to face in the future Spider-Man movies. Like, again, like it's kind of coming back to the point that this is what makes a universe. It's 
multiple people, multiple stories kind of weaving together, existing, coexisting, ebbing and flowing. And like, I don't need 15 Captain Americas as great as Chris Evans ass is. I don't need to keep watching him like fumble the bag and try to save the world and do all this destruction and then be like, Oh no, Bucky Barnes is my best friend. Even though he's killing all these people, guess I'll save him and cause a rift. Look, I, I don't care. I don't care. And this new wave is like truly like, this is where the innovation is. And like, this is where you push the boundaries of storytelling. And this to me is like, okay, like we know you can do like a fun superhero movie. Now let's see what you can do after that. And that's why I personally really loved Eternals because I mean, again, it was super diverse. I love seeing all these stories. I love seeing all these people of different walks of life come together. But I think the thing that I liked most about it was that like everyone was flawed like obviously superheroes are flawed, but I feel like, you know, not to keep picking on Chris Evans, because Chris, if you're listening to this, I still love you. But with Captain America, like, yeah, he has his flaws, but he's always kind of seen as like this larger than life. Like, oh, like, it's okay, because like at the end of the day, he always does the right thing. And then with Eternals, like I was actually truly torn because I actually don't truly know who the villain was. Like there's just, there's just so much in the film that I can talk about and how amazing it was. And I'm upset that people are not on my side. I know Casey is, but I'm looking at you, Shyla. Yeah, Shyla, I know you're a Taurus who doesn't like to back down, but to like wrap this up, has your opinion changed at all listening to what Ahis has had to say? Uh, I I hear her points. Um, I think for me, I was hoping to have, a, I wanted it to feel like a Marvel movie and this didn't. Um, and I, I totally get everything you're saying about how it's like for humanity um, and like, you know, it's more nuanced. And I just, I thought it was a little boring. I really did. But... I don't know. Maybe I have to go back. And I think watch it I think you I have. Know. You've given I think me you have to go to back and rewatch about. it because here's the thing: is it like a Marvel movie? No, but that's what I loved about it because I can tell you right now, I could not tell you a single plot point from that Star Lord movie, <laughs> with Gamora, Guardians of, the Guardians of the Galaxy one and two. Who? <laughs> I- <laughs> <laughs> I know I saw them. I have the ticket stubs. I could not tell you a goddamn thing that happened in either of those movies. I can tell you every single plot point that happened in Marvel's Eternals, including that twist at the end that I'm not going to mention in case anyone hasn't seen it yet. But if you know, you know, and can't wait for Eternals 2. <laughs> It's going to be lit to Eternal Too Furious. <laughs> All right. Well, Ahis, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Can't wait to be back for Eternals too. That's it for today. Come back and join us tomorrow. And remember, we all love Mark Ruffalo, but we don't need the Hulk in every movie. Be sure to subscribe to BuzzFeed Daily on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you go for your podcasts. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to come back for more of the biggest stories on BuzzFeed, coming to you daily. Hold up. 
If dog people made dog food, it wouldn't be sold in a 50-pound bag in the hardware aisle by the shoe polish. It would actually be food. It would be made with real, fresh meat and veggies gently cooked to preserve their nutritional value. You know, like food. The Farmer's Dog was created by dog people who cook and deliver fresh, healthy food. Try the Farmer's Dog and get fresh, pre-portioned meals tailored to your dog's needs. Tell us about your dog, build your plan, and get 50% off at thefarmersdog.com slash listen. That's thefarmersdog.com slash listen. Look through your children's eyes, and you will discover the true magic of a forest. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. The NFL is back, and the NFL app has you covered. So get ready for football all season long and just tap into the NFL app. NFL, baby, let's make it happen. Just tap in to watch your local and primetime games all season. Now through Super Bowl 56. For the end zone, touchdown! Get up-to-the-minute news, videos, highlights, stats, and more on all your favorite teams and rookies to watch. Welcome to the NFL! Download to your mobile device today at nfl.com slash mobile or in your app store. Certain restrictions and data rates may apply.